1: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Please be advised that Gen X,
0: This Is Why, contains adult language. Guys, people are real passionate about corn in this movie. <laughs> Hi and welcome to Gen X This Is Why Blockbusters, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre, often scarring, and mostly bad movies from our shared childhood. My name is Amy and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in the wonderful year of 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny born in 1974. Jen, I have some, uh, I have two things I want to talk about real quick at the beginning of this. Number okay. one, I have definitive proof now that mom does not listen to our podcast. What is that definitive proof? Mom, I have empirical evidence. Actually, Ooh. it's anecdotal evidence. Yeah, it's not really um, empirical evidence. Mom believes that our neighbor Kelly, who was born in 1979, was a millennial. So I mean, she's on the car, right, but she but doesn't definitely. even know when the years are. So she clearly does not listen. Okay. Okay? So if you were wondering... You know. Oh wow. Is there an accent in your background? I can't. There is no silence <laughs> in New York City. Jenny Anyway Jenny moves to Brooklyn and wonders why there's no silence. <laughs> All, <laughs> ever. Although anywhere. Although I live in the middle of nowhere and my house is often just as noisy. You never yeah. have silence either. We just so. never have silence, Jen. Nope. Alright, Jenny, so one thing I wanted to ask you is we're doing this on the main feed. This won the poll. The poll was in the Mimi Beast. This won the poll. Do we know what we're doing for our Patreon Halloween episode? Oh, we we, we want to do Child's Play, right? Did we decide yes. we're going to do Child's Play? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I think Child's Play is just the perfect mix for <laughs> it's us. It's a dumpster fire. It's a dumpster it's fire. It's a dumpster fire. So look for that, guys. If you're not a member of our Patreon already, that will be on Patreon soon. Jenny, today we're revisiting 1984's Children of the Corn. And I am not going to say... Stephen King's Children of the Corn. I'm just going to say Children of the Corn. Well, the movie is, he. it's based on a short I'll story. I'll get to it. This. You know I have feelings on this. I'll get to okay. it. Go ahead. So the description reads, Set in a fictitious rural town of Gatlin, Nebraska, the film tells the story of a malevolent entity referred to as He Who Walks Behind the Rose, which entices the town's children to ritually murder all the town's adults and a couple driving across the country to ensure a successful corn harvest. Okay. Guys, people are real passionate about corn in this movie. <laughs> well, and and this falls under the genre of supernatural folk horror. Oh, okay. Jenny, you lied to me. You told me this was scary. It was scary in the beginning. Not at all. We'll get to Not it. Not at all. We'll get to it. All right, we open on a cornfield. There's a drought in town, and the local Baptist Church of Gatlin is having a mass to pray for the corn drought. So can I say that... Cornfield, abandoned cornfield, dried out cornfield, inherently creepy. I do agree with that, but do you think that's because of this movie? I don't know. Because we can't go back and put that genie back in the bottle. We don't know. Right. Yeah, it okay. could be. Not sure. Not sure of the cause and effect. There. Okay. So this is Gatlin, Nebraska, and we have a flashback to three years ago. All right. So Mass is letting out. We have a voiceover from a cute little kid named Job. He says he was the only kid in church that day. The others were with Isaac out in the cornfield. And Job didn't go because his dad didn't like Isaac. So what'd you think of Job, Jenny? Job? I have no feelings on Job. He's fine. You have no feelings on a precarious little kid who's all up in everybody's business? No, I have feelings about Isaac. (laughs) He's like your soulmate? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> guys okay wait 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 so we get to this local restaurant okay mom is home with sister sarah who'd come down suddenly with the fever dad's like i'm gonna call mom to check on how the little girl is suddenly malachi and his gang come in they're looking all creepy and on the other end of the phone the mother is worried because sarah is writhing around in bed and her fever is spiking but while the kid is writhing around in bed She's a crayon in her hand and she's drawing. <laughs> okay, so when Isaac comes up to the window and looks through the window looking all dark and sullen with the black hat, I'm like, this is how Jenny used to look at me. <laughs> so I have an index card.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: my God. On this kid? So I have who is this amazingly successful cult leader? <laughs> i mean he nailed it right i mean whatever you gotta say about him he nailed it he nailed it he also looked 70 which was aging makeup i'm sure but okay so isaac croner is played by john franklin he is best known for children of the corn the adams family in 1991 and the adams family values he's also been in wag the dog chicago hope star trek voyager he wait, highway to heaven oh crossover brooklyn 99 and was the voice of Chucky in Child's Play. Well, oh, there we go. It says the voice of Walkabout Chucky. I don't know what that okay. means. But he's some voice of Chucky. So there's your crossover. Did Chucky, did Chucky go on a Walkabout? He has a BFA in theater from the University of Illinois and teaches Shakespeare. Oh, my God. Okay. He has GHD, which is Growth horm- Hormone Deficiency. Mm-hmm. Which which is the reason for his short stature, because he's 24 when he plays Isaac. Wow, and how how tall is he? Well, you saw, I mean, people were picking, he's like a kid. He's like. I mean, he doesn't look that small. He's playing a 12-year-old. You're giving me information about someone with a growth disorder, and you're not telling me how tall they are. You saw you saw him next to other children <laughs> in the movie, so I assumed I didn't have to explain that. But, like, he's not, like, three feet tall, right? Know, he, he's probably, like, four feet tall. Okay, four feet. I okay. don't know. All right. He looks like a young kid. He does like, look size like a young wise, kid. Size-wise. Yes, size wise. yes. But, like, I knew the reason I wanted an index card on him, because I'm like, there's no way this kid's, like, 12 or 13, because he's a really, like, he's a... Freaky actor, right? Can you imagine you go in to learn about, like, Taming of the Shrew, and in walks Isaac? (laughs) And if I were him, I'd dress like that all the time. Yeah, like with that hat out, with the weird (laughs) Amish hat on and shit. I would just do it all the time. Jenny, he reminds me of you as a teenager. Okay. Like, just standing there, looking all dark and scary, just staring me down. I don't even know what you're talking about. You're just making this up. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. All right. So, on the other end of the phone, the mo- so the father's calling the mother. The mother's worried. Okay, so we see Isaac now, guys. A bunch of creepy kids walk in and close the door, lock when the I... door. Gen X pro tip: face the door, watch people walk. Well, into the number door. one. But Gen X pro tip: if you're in a restaurant and someone walks in, and locks the door, it's done. Go get crazy. the fuck out Go of there fast. <laughs> Start throwing Go shit crazy. around. <laughs> do whatever you have to do to get the fuck out of there. Because shit's going to go down. I totally forgot what this was about. Like, I didn't... You know, I, I think I once knew, but I didn't... I, I had no clue. And I'm like, are the kids dead? I thought they were, like, dead. I thought they were ghosts that only that other kid was seeing. Oh, that'd be interesting. I was, like, throwing, a like, a six Sense spin on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That would be interesting. Okay. So i wrote just hit hit the people with something do whatever you gotta do bludgeon someone to death with one of those salt shakers that they put on the table whatever weapon is at your disposal use it and get the fuck out of the situation because nothing good comes from a locked restaurant door so when all these creepy kids walked in and were staring and like looking all ghost-like and weird and then start murdering people i just wrote why do the memes hate me (laughs) i was scared i was it was creepy and terrifying and like they're murdering everybody with knives like getting murdered with a knife is like yeah and then they were putting that guy's hand in the fucking like meat shredder and stuff everyone gets murdered guys everyone gets murdered except the little kid job but i have a question i have a question who's getting murdered in your background the first go ahead it's still going on (laughs) <laughs> wow <laughs> that was weird okay okay go on you have a question my question is a bunch of kids walking with knives not machine guns knives, machetes and start swinging them and murdering people don't you think the adults would have taken like once they figured out what was happening and it, like don't you think some of the adults would have like taken these kids out yeah and you're telling me this is nebraska in the 80s and nobody has a gun yeah come on man come on come, come on, on. It's not
1: the '80s, though, is it? It's '64.
0: Current it's like, time. No, it's like 1964 because I think like 12 oh. years had passed when.
1: Yeah. No,
0: Mm-mm. nope. The car doesn't add up. The car oh. that they are in is a 1981. Timmy told me I have it. Hold it's on. in the '80s. Are but we I... pausing? You're not. You're not allowed to say pause anymore. The Mimi's came for you. Okay. She's not saying pause. Now she's just going to be quiet. Every <laughs> <time>. <laughs> Say pause, Amy. Say it. <laughs> Cut. Cut. What are you, a director? Are you Michael Landon now? No, 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 no. So here's, here's where you're right it's 81 like it's it there's 12 years between when this happened and when the the couple comes by that's not true it says
1: at there's the altar Bert years. finds
0: king's james bible no there's three he notices the names were changed and described as deceased on their 19th birthday but Bert realizes that was 12 years ago for the scroll the children of Gatlin killed the town's adults, and that's members of the community. Yeah, like, that's... Because even on their IMDb page, one of the goofs that's listed is that the murdering of the adults happened three years before the current storyline, yet none of the kids seem to have aged three years. Right, if they had aged 12 years, that would yeah, have been Yeah, they'd be adults, and well, have to what? kill themselves. This must have been... Okay, so, that... I think there's a different timeline a little bit in the... Uh, in the short story, story which okay. would make sense okay i guess all right so everybody's dead guys in this restaurant okay <laughs> that's all we need to know next we see a sleeping peter horton from 30 something you remember him yes baby. totally he was like the big yes. okay so let me talk about the three men from 30 something you had timothy busfield who melissa gilbert is married to right okay, ken I, odin I, I, ken I odin something to admit you never, never saw thirty-seven. I've never something. watched thirty-seven. That's okay. I've only seen a few episodes too. It was it was much older than we were at the time. Yeah. So you have Timothy Busfield, you I have Peter, Peter Horton, Word. and you have Ken Odin. Mm-hmm. Those were the three. Yeah, hot yeah, yeah. So Peter Horton was kind of known for being the hot one, right? Okay. Yes. So we have him here. I thought maybe he was the dude who played Beast in Beauty and the Beast. And remember, Linda Hamilton was the girl. She was the girl in Beauty and the Beast? I think so. I Don't mean, you? I know her as Sarah Connor. Hello. Of course. Hello. Of course. We all do. Yes. But I thought we had like a reuniting thing where they were Beauty and the I Beast. I think you're wrong. Okay. He's not the Beast. He's not the Beast. Yeah. I, I was wrong. Yes. Okay. So anyway, he's laying in bed. Linda Hamilton sneaks up on him, scares him. Now I'm going to call them by their names because they do a good job. Yeah. So their names are Vicky and Bert. Okay. So, so just to, just a I want to put a something out there. Don't ever scare me awake. I will murder you. Hmm. Good to know. Okay. Guys, don't worry. I got it covered. All right. So he's graduating from med school and he's taking a new job somewhere. So now we see them driving in Nebraska in a 19, Timmy thinks, 80 or 81 Buick Electra. He couldn't nail it down? He couldn't, he couldn't nail, nail it down? mm okay. But he did have one at one time. A teacher from tech gave it to him okay and it was a black one okay so there's a stephen king novel on the dashboard did we see that night shift oh yeah night shift yeah that's okay. the collection this story was in originally now we see some kids running around joseph is running away because he thinks isaac is weird and i wrote what about malachi but this is when i thought malachi was isaac and isaac was malachi oh, so. so did you okay. fuck up your notes a little bit but i okay. i straightened it out So Job and Sarah want to go with him, but he says they can't. He also tells Sarah she needs to stop drawing those weird fucking drawings because crayons and drawings are forbidden. And I wrote, why do we have to always give kids crayons in these movies? Let's just, if you think your kid's a little weird, ban all the crayons. We don't want to see the drawings of me getting slaughtered with bright red bloods coming out of my neck and a stick figure, me screaming. I don't need to see it. Right. Right? okay so he also tells job like your record player's forbidden dude and if a- yeah. if isaac and malachi find it you're fucked yeah they like they like get rid of anything cultural or mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. outside world influence yep. yep no one thinks this is a good idea joseph running away through the corn nobody yep. thinks it No. so we cut back to vicky and bert driving and they're amazed by how much corn there is and i just wrote we all are we yes. all are yes. yes so they turn on the radio there's some crazy preacher and he makes a recurring appearance, I feel like. Okay, back in the corn. Joseph is running around. Suddenly, he's murdered by a kid with a knife and some that bad That was fashion. fucking creepy. That was yeah. fucking creepy. Vicky and Again, Bert, fucking creepy. Vicky and Bert are in the car. They're looking at a map. They're seeing signs for Gatlin, but it doesn't appear on the map. Red flag A. Red <laughs> flag A. Uh, ju- they just start to figure this out, and Joseph is standing in the road with his throat slit, and they ram him with the car. And I mean, they really, really, really run him over. <laughs> I mean, Mimi's why? Why? Like, that terrified me. That terrified me. Now, because wait. we have, I think we have a weird, like, paranoid thing about hitting people with cars, too. And Venice. I will say this. Bert is a doctor. You, Jenny, you ram a kid over with your car. Vicky is moaning Slightly. In the passenger side. But she's okay. I mean, these cars were built like boats. She's okay. Do you tend to her first? Because that's what he does. The kid is bleeding in the street. She has a bump on her head. You just gunked over a kid like three (laughs) times. (laughs) Like some gunk, 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 gunk. No, he stands there and makes sure Vicky's okay. I'm never, ever going to a cornfield. (laughs) I'm never, ever going to Nebraska. Why would you? all those things are inherently crap creepy but immediately when the kid was hit by the car i'm like is he he the guy's gonna know he's stabbed because he's a doctor yes yep yeah so bert says there's something really 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 wrong here he's standing over joseph who's super dead by this point super dead vicky gets out of the car sees him and starts to gag which would be the right response i feel like if this were real life um, I feel like there would be some freaking out and then the gagging. I feel like would the be gagging. freaking up and throwing up, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, there's something really wrong here. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to leave you alone in this car. Yes. And I'm just going to walk... Into the cornfield. all this was just so creepy. And I'm going to see what happens. I was so, so creeped out. And then, of course, she falls the fuck asleep, because why wouldn't you? You're in the middle of a murder scene. You're going to fall asleep. (laughs) I turn to Timmy. I'm like, you ever leave me in the middle of Nebraska by myself, I will kill you. Then she gets out and starts looking at the dead body. Mm -hmm. Guys, something like this happened to me and Timmy. Uh, Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. We went to Kansas City, Kansas. No. Yes, Kansas City, Kansas. We f- we flew out there to buy a car that Timmy had bought online. It was a truck, a 1970 Chevy C10. And we get in the truck, and it makes it a mile out of the city and breaks down. Nice. <laughs> a catastrophic failure. Nice. And Timmy, I mean, Timmy can pretty much fix everything. He can't fix this. Like, he needed parts. He needed right. a garage. He needed... Right. Yeah. So, we had to... Now, by this point, we were in Kansas City... Missouri, which is right over the border. And we were about two miles outside of... We got it to go about another two miles. Now we're in Independence, Missouri. Ooh. And we're hitchhiking.
1: No. Because there's
0: no Uber at this time. Right. This is 2007. No Uber. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're fucked. We're hitchhiking in Independence, Missouri. We get in the car with these two guys who are like, oh, you're in the meth capital of the world. They're driving us up these roads. There's nothing. There's nothing. I'm like, this is where we die. This is where we die. This is it. (laughs) This is it. Um, We had to find a stranger to agree to take the truck into his yard and keep it there until we could pay for it to be towed across the country. Wow. And then we had to hitchhike to the airport. And mom had to wire me money, and we had to fly home. Wow. Yeah. So I get this whole... But my point in bringing this up is, at no point did Timmy leave me alone. Right. Right? He wasn't like, you wait here by the truck in Independence, Missouri, and I'll go get help. Yeah. That was not it. He was like, we stick together, we hitchhike, we get murdered together. (laughs) That's right. That was the thing, right? We, We orphan our kids together. Okay. All right. So... The, Linda Hamilton while she's sleeping Vicky has a nightmare that she sees Joseph and he comes alive and grabs we her we didn't you know that, that was a nightmare at the time though so I think she's <laughs> getting out of the car know. and I'm like what is she doing and like she's leaning down at the bo- I'm like this mm-hmm, is and mm-hmm. then I'm like is the body gonna grab her like I don't know what's gonna happen here I'm freaking Jenny, out at this point why did you think this movie was so scary I'm just because scared you're... with scenes like that I have a theory okay I think you came into this predisposed and thinking it was scary, because they attached Stephen King's name to it. I, I don't disagree with that because when I saw it was by Stephen, King, like when they flashed Stephen King on the screen, I was like, "Fuck." Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm used to him being a good writer. Like he's a good writer. He, so he is. writes good things. He and is scary. Like Pet Sematary's is fucking scary. Yes. He's. I say this all the time when i went for my mfa i got a whole new appreciation for stephen king i read his book on writing which is fucking brilliant and i love him okay and i'll talk about more about him later okay so job and his sister are playing oh they they decide to throw joseph the dead kid in the trunk so now there's a body in their trunk this was not the vacation they were planning on no Mm -mm. and um i want to call him gary that was his name on 30-something. Wow. Did I just remember that? Wow. Was his name Gary? I don't know. We, we're just going to have to guess. So Bert also fa- found Joseph's suitcase in yes. the cornfield. Okay. So Job and his sister are playing in their old house, which is forbidden by Malachi, but they're there anyway. And they're dressed in adult clothing, and they're playing Monopoly, and she buys a, a hotel on Park Place and Boardwalk, which is a baller move. Baller move. He lands on boardwalk, and do you know I remembered it was a $2,000 fine? Did, did, you have, did you have, like, PTSD? Like, did you freak out? Well, I love in? how he tried to put it on go, and she's like, no, no, no. If anybody knows anything about cheating at board games, Jenny, it's us. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, they make a joke about sending Isaac to jail, like, because they're playing with the, the Monopoly board, and they're laughing really hard, and then Isaac, no, malachi malachi walks in whips a knife in the middle of their board you know what? i "I heard that motherfucker i was like is that the bully from a christmas story but it's the wrong timeline he'd have to reverse age you do this all the time every time we have a ginger you think it's the dude from a christmas story (laughs) so do i think all gingers look alike no it's i think so and i think ken should come for you it's a mean angry ginger that like pushes people around (laughs) we'll have we'll have battle of the gingers later (laughs) okay all right back to bert and vicky driving in the car bert and vicky are talking about joseph vicky asks if she thinks whoever killed joseph was watching them and bert's like blood begins to coagulate in four minutes and when i found the suitcase the blood was still fresh so I brought it with us because it holds a clue. Well, that's because Bert tells her that he was that this kid was already dead when he stumbled out onto the road. And I'm like, already dead? Well, How's I think he that meant work? He's, I think he's meant he meant like he was mortally wounded. Sure. He, he, he was wounded. dead. Yeah. Okay. So Job tells us that Malachi brought them Job tells us that Malachi brought them right to Isaac in the voiceover. He says he and his sister were unbelievers. Because they were not in the corn the day that he who walks behind the rose made himself known. Right. That bothered Malachi. He had lots of problems. Malachi shows Isaac one of the drawings that Sarah made, and it has the yellow car that Bert and Vicky were driving. And Isaac tells her she has the gift of sight. And he tells Malachi to go to the old man and make sure he says nothing, which I didn't realize at the time. What's the auto mechanic do? Yeah, and can we just discuss that Isaac is a little extra? He's a little extra. He's a little extra, but I mean, he's running. So He's, he's running trying... a cult, so you've got to be a little extra. Here's my question. You have a town of children who killed all the adults. Why are they so into corn and religion? Like, why aren't they, like, having sex and drinking?
1: and or smoking play Monopoly
0: meat? or drawing or whatever other things they'd rather do than... What would our neighborhood have been doing if all the parents went away? Oh my god, it would be disgusting. It'd be disgusting. It would be dirty, there'd be garbage everywhere, the pools would be all wrecked. Yeah, it'd be bad. But these guys are all into corn and religion, so I mean, whatever. Yeah, super weird. Okay. So in a stupid move, Bert and Vicky are driving towards Gatlin, the town that doesn't exist on a map. Bert is angry smoking. Did you notice that one? (laughs) Vicky opens the suitcase and finds a cross made out of corn. Oh, so weird, man. I feel, I feel like, like I bought that for mom for Christmas when I, when we used to go when we were young. When, when we were you in were in elementary wicked? school? No, when we were in elementary school, we used to go to, like, the Amish farms on field trips. And I feel like I bought one of these. We did. I talked about that the other day. I don't know if it was in an episode or just to somebody, but I was talking about how exploitative this was. That they used yeah. to pack us up in our school bus and take us down to the Amish and just let us, like, stare at them like they were freaks. Yeah. That was a field trip, guys, for us. We went to the Amish. Super I weird. I mean, I feel like there was some kind of... I don't want to call it entertainment, because it wasn't entertainment, but, mm-hmm. like, some kind of educational thing? There had to be something. Or... Yeah, you walked through and you looked at, like, how they lived, like, they were weirdos. And I'm not judging, you know, hey, you want to be Amish, be Amish. I, I don't really care. But I felt like we were exploiting them in a weird way, and it feels icky today. Well, when he, I agree. But they would have had to give permission for that. I guess. Right? Like were they exploiting their own kind? They were. And then probably we were taking paid. advantage of that? They were probably Of course. Paid. Yeah. Oh, of course. And then we shopped in the little stores. Yes, that's true. We did yeah. do that. Okay. So we see a gas station and some do guys, come at us in the Mimi Bees with your weirdest field trips. This is really an interesting area i believe because there's some weird fucking field trips out there yeah okay so we see this gas station some dude is working on a car and jen did you notice that his border collie sarge brings him tools by measurements oh, yeah because border collies are super smart nope. so vicky and Bert pull in and the dude's like oh this is the third car i've seen in a year red flag number two yep so the old man's name is deal and he says he has no gas and no phone the dude tells Bert to go 19 miles down the road to Hemingford. And Bert asks about Gatlin, and Deal tells him, hey, Gatlin has nothing. They have religion and no phones. Red flag number three. He's like, don't, just straight up, don't go there. <laughs> don't go there. Oh. The border collie starts barking, and then someone sneaks up on Deal. Okay. Now we see Vicki and Bert at a crossroads, and they take the right-hand turn, which is towards Hemingford, but I have a feeling it's towards Gatlin, and it is vicky's going through joseph's suitcase and she's like there's really nothing in there it's just kid stuff okay okay they come across a sign i have a question jenny there there are some young kids there right yeah so were they infants when all the adults were murdered well i mean they're probably like five or six so they would have had to be like toddlers Okay. There's no toddlers there, though. There's no new kids. Okay. <laughs> no. There's no new kids on the block. I mean, okay. There's good. They're gonna have to figure that out. Okay. All right. So they're they're definitely heading towards Gatlin, definitely. So they come across the sign for Gatlin, and they're all confused, and they finally realize somebody's messing with them. Yep. Back at the gas station. Deal hears the kids laughing. He's like, "I didn't tell anyone anything," and he gets murdered. These guys okay. are just a pack of wild murderers. Like, what the? They're f- just a bunch of murderers, dude. It's crazy. So back in the car, Bert and Vicky are literally driving through cornfields <laughs> I now. I just have, I just have. How are these geniuses now <laughs> driving through a cornfield? Like, how how did you make a turn onto a road that goes into a cornfield? Right, and just turn back. Yes, go back. Yep, just go okay. back. How much gas is in this car? I know. I know. So they keep going, but they're literally like on dirt. Like they're not even on a road. They're in a cornfield. Yep. Then they make it back to the gas station and Bert says he doesn't give a shit how much religion Gatlin has. That's where they're going. Yep. Okay. Now we have Isaac in the cornfield with the cross and he's yelling, behold! <laughs> All right. So basically Isaac is holding a mass and he's telling the children that he who walks behind the rose came to him in a dream and told him to kill Joseph, so they did. And also, he said he was sending outliers. Outliers or outsiders? What Out- is he called? Outlanders. Outlanders. Have you ever watched that show, Outlander? I did a long time ago. I don't really remember. Uh, I watched like one episode. I could not get into it. One or two. Yeah, yeah. me neither. Okay. Isaac tells them they must sacrifice the blood of the outlanders and bring them to the blue man which is just a skeleton of a police officer tied to a big corn crucifix so this is where we're at now so I have two things one mad respect for this kid and his cult (laughs) he has has absolute control over this cult and also Stephen King is not okay Stephen King is not okay? I mean he wrote this shit he's not okay he really didn't though and I have notes on that later but he like Stephen King came up with like the idea of the kids kill the whole all the parents in town. Yeah, but some things don't translate well to screen. So now we see Bert and Vicky driving past Job and Sarah's house and they drive to the towns completely desolate. Gen X pro tip. <laughs> you pull into Red a town fucking flag. In the middle of nowhere and it's completely desolate. Keep going.
1: And it Keep looks like nothing going. has
0: changed for like two decades and there's no one there. Yep, just keep going guys. Cuz yep. number 1, somebody's watching you. Yep. And number 2, you're going to get murdered. Yes. Okay. So they pull up to the cafe, the site of the murder from the opening scene, to see if they have a phone. They find nothing in the shop, but as they're coming out, three kids are running away from their car. Now, Peter Horton the actor is in really really good shape. He these kids have a 10-foot lead head start. And, and, and their kids, and their kids. He doesn't chase them down. He instead gets in the car to chase them down. He could have caught them. Yeah. Easily. Okay. All right. Whatever. So they're trying to find the kids, but they can't. Vicki, voice of reason, is just like, can we please just go to Hemingford? Like, this is totally freaking me. Get the fuck out of here. She knows what's up. She knows what's up. So they're leaving town. He's like, fine, whatever. So they're leaving town. They see a door open and close at Job's house. And they stop the car. Don't be and a hero. And they go in. Don't be a hero, Bert. Don't be a hero. Don't be a hero, dude. They go in. They're walking around looking for people. They see the phone lines have been cut. Red flag number 17. No, Every phone they come across has the line cut. Yeah. Guys. guys. No. That's like horror movie number like number one thing to do. Cut have the phone Have you line. never seen a horror movie? That's one thing these these shows miss. Like, there's no meta. Like... He should have been like, oh, my God, this reminds me of something out of Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's like they never saw a horror movie. Uh, Apparently in horror movies, horror movies don't exist. Apparently. All right. So they hear a noise upstairs and Bert goes to investigate and he finds Sarah's drawings. They find her and they talk to her and they realize she's like legit in a cult. Like all the parents (laughs) are in the cornfield. Isaac put them there. Bert decides this is a waste of time. I'm going to look for the grownups. You stay here with this weird kid we just found who's legit in a cult and drawing pictures of us all getting murdered. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Yeah. So then he says, I'm leaving you the car, honey. If anyone bothers you, blow the horn. Who's going to hear that horn? This is something I told my five-year-olds when I had to, like, leave them in the car for a minute. Like if anybody You really leaving car, your kids arm. in the car alone? Like, if I had to run back in the house, or, you know what I mean? Like, this is something you say to a kid. Okay. Not a grown woman that you are abandoning in the middle of a weirdo town. So Vicky's like, um, are we safe? And he's like, yeah, 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 these people are weird, but we're safe. Once Bert leaves, Sarah shows Vicky more of her drawings, and I think it's, like, her. It's her there, being murdered. murdered with a million yeah. knives. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, Bert is wandering around desolate town, seemingly taken over by corn. There's just corn everywhere. Yeah, there's corn everywhere. Corn is coming out of storefronts. It's just corn palooza, corn porn. I don't know what it is, but somebody loves corn. I can never go into a <laughs> cornfield, thanks, Stephen King. <laughs> Meanwhile, Isaac and the kids show up at Vicky and Sarah's with rusty machetes. Yes. We get cuts of Bert wandering around the town while the kids watch him, and the kids breaking in, and then we... Cut back and forth between that and the kids breaking into Job's and Sarah's. Yes. There's a shitload of corn around. And then Sarah kicks out another drawing and it's real dark. Thrill it's dark. Vicky That's being murdered. Dark. And finally Vicky's like, red flag. Finally. Jenny, I am so going to have one of my kids do that to you. Like, just be like, Aunt Jenny, I drew this of you. And it's like you being murdered on an altar. <laughs>
1: it's, it's like...
0: But, like, they're 14. Like, that's all it kind of... I always drew death Mm -hmm. when I was 14. That's true. That's true. Not at six, I don't think. If you could have taken over the Court Street cult, I feel like you would have in our neighborhood. Do you remember there was drawings that we were on vacation with the girls, and they had to be about five, maybe? Yes. And they... They did a drawing from the coloring book for me, and Penelope's was, like, you know, pink. Like, it was a picture of, like, a strawberry, strawberry shortcake. shortcake. Mm-hmm. And she did, like, pink hat and, like, you know, like, a dress and all these colors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. <laughs> that gives me a, and it has a, a green face <laughs> and all black clothes. <laughs> she, like, made strawberry shortcake into a witch. I was like, okay. Hey. Or was she just drawing you? I don't know. I don't know. It was kind of funny, though. All right, she's she's always been a little dark. Was that dark. was dark. Yeah, <laughs> yep. So Sarah, um, so Sarah has drawn her. Okay, so now they start to run. Finally, she's like, mm, "I'm gonna explore." She sees Malachi coming up the stairs, and they start to run. Yeah. He says, "I don't want to hurt you. I just want to give you peace." Oh Lord, Crazy. Gen X pro tip: somebody coming at you with a knife saying they want to give you peace, <laughs> take off, fucking run, <laughs> 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 fucking run. All right. Bert finally realizes maybe it wasn't a good idea to leave my girlfriend alone in some abandoned house with the little weird kid and he runs back to look for her and as he gets into the house he finds sarah and asks where vicky is and meanwhile we see they're dragging vicky out to see isaac yep and sarah's traumatized oh yeah sarah can't even talk isaac is ripping into malachi in the field he's like you're an asshole and you've been killing people unnecessarily now go get me the man the man outlander well he was upset like so isaac was upset that they killed the mechanic because they said we need his fuel but then they're like but we made so they made all they made ethanol like mm-hmm, they created mm-hmm. a whole ethanol mm-hmm. business what yeah dudes what? have a drink jesus christ God. rub each other's private parts do something that kids do God. Okay. Aim. So the kids have Vicky on a cross made of corn, and they're chanting "kill, kill, kill." Wow. Kill, kill, kill. There's a ceremony happening in the church. This was random, where they're drinking somebody's blood. I just wrote the church. <laughs> I can't even write anything about that. I don't I even know. know what to write about this. It's so insane. Bert busts in and is like, "Hey, stop drinking each other's blood." <laughs> He's like, "This is not medically safe." Really, dude? Really? really? You had to be a doctor to figure that out? <laughs> then he begins fighting the children. <laughs> he, and Malachi's he, unhinged. First he, of all. he finds a list of children they've sacrificed. Then they stab Bert and he escapes. Okay. They corner Bert again. He escapes again. Now he's in an abandoned building with just Malachi. Okay. So, Jenny, you're being chased and terrorized, right? Mm-hmm. The lead guy and you are in a building alone mm-hmm somehow you get a punch off to knock him out i murder just, him immediately just, like go back to the halloween episode guys where i give my expert advice <laughs> of murder someone stab them 87 <laughs> Eight? times overkill was it 87 i don't know it's don't stop at 12 don't no. stop at 30 keep stabbing <laughs> every vital organ drain every ounce of blood from their body slash their throat Stab them in the face. Whatever you have okay. to do. Okay. Make sure that motherfucker's dead. Especially Michael Myers. Or at least take their knife off of them. Or at least take the weapon they're trying to kill you with. That's yeah. like the least you could do. I still like my way better, but if you're not into killing people, at least take the knife. But didn't he? He also almost knocked himself out at one point. He did. He ran yeah. into like a yep. pole or something. It was like gladiators. Like, poof. Yeah. All right. So now we see Job. He grabs Bert and pulls him and shows him a good hiding spot. Apparently, Job's dad was a prepper and yeah. they had a bomb shelter. Yep. hmm So they tell Bert the story about Isaac. I don't have it written down. Do you? No. So we get the origin story and neither one of us wrote down. I think what I remember is that Isaac moved to town. Yeah. That's and then know. this all started. I was okay. actually enjoying the movie and watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I don't remember any of it, because that was a few days ago. So out in the field, Isaac and Malachi get into another fight, and Malachi takes over, and they put Isaac up on the cross. So there's a coup d'etat. There's a coup d'etat, and it works. Yep. Okay. So meanwhile, Bert is bandaging himself up, and Job and Sarah... Oh, I do have it here, a little bit. ...are telling him what happened to the sheriff. So there was a sheriff... Who went to the priest and then they tried to take care of the situation with Isaac and all the kids, and the sheriff ended up on the cross, sacrificed. I think Malachi is the serial killer. Like, yeah, I think man- so too. Yeah. Maniac. Yep. So Malachi, well, see, this is the problem with running a cult. You always yeah. have one. Yeah. You, know, you always have one who has that bloodlust. Mm-hmm. So Malachi marches Vicky into the town square and is screaming Outlander, Outlander. Job takes Bert out into the cornfield to show him where the kids took Vicki. They find a place where they can overlook the cornfield. And then Bert tells the kids, I'm going to run and try to stop all this. You go to Hemingwe- Hemingfield if something happens to me. What? These Why? That was not an option, obviously, or they would have taken it. Right. Why didn't oh, they just... take that option? Also, okay. how have they, how has Isaac and Malachi not found this the basement that they were in yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know and why aren't they just hiding out there permanently there's food and shit yeah yeah now it's night and the wind has picked up and isaac is crying up on the cross we hear some demonic noise in the distance and amos the dude who was sacrificing his blood in the church earlier is like oh he's here for me and runs into this corn screaming i'm ready take me And I wrote, that's a sentence I never thought I would say. (laughs) (laughs) That was super crazy. Now, there is something moving in the dirt, and it's like a creature? Yes, this is where it takes a fucking turn. Okay. In my book. So I have here, it's some bad 8-bit graphics. Yeah. And it reminds me of something you'd see in Super Metroid. So I call it the Super Metroid dude. (laughs) Uh, Super Metroid takes over Isaac, and he explodes, Jen literally explodes <laughs> and there's no blood and no gore he just explodes yep okay it's like and then he comes back as beetlejuice <laughs> later yes so Bert decides to jump into the middle of the circle and try to reason with these kids did he not just see super ventroid <laughs> doesn't he slap malachi yes (laughs) his tactic is to ridicule them he's like i can't believe you're so blind any religion he decides he's gonna like reason with them yeah any religion without love and compassion is false it's a lie so then malachi jumps in and we have the wrestling the match of the gingers and he slaps him because because peter horton's a little gingery yeah a little bit yeah So, they start fighting. Now, Bert gets on top of him and just starts slapping him across the face. It's the greatest scene. Instead of punching him and really hurting him, he's doing this slap. Slap. Oh, my God. It's fantastic. All right. So, Bert has the chance to kill Malachi, but he doesn't. Doesn't take it again. This is the second time. Nope. Suddenly, Isaac is raised from the dead and talking (laughs) with a real evil voice. Now that I... Think about it. Sounds like Chucky. Yes. Well, it is. Mm-hmm. He says he wants you too, Malachi. And the kids all run to the barn. There's a lot of wind and a blowing lantern. Bert asked Joby if anyone ever tried to hurt the monster. And Job says the blue man did. After he talked with the minister, he started reading a Bible passage at the monster and it was working. So Bert figures this is an exorcism, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Because, I don't know. So, Bert decides he's going to start reading a real specific Bible passage to Super Metroid. Mm -hmm. Vicky realizes the blue man was going to burn the cornfield. So, this is the plan. So, Bert whips up a Molotov cocktail from the corn gas they have in the barn. And then he's trying to, like, put the gasoline through the... The irrigation system? Yes. Yep. And then light it on fire. But the corn's trying to kill him. It's like punching him and kicking him. <laughs> the corn is haunted. The uh, corn is, like, haunted yep. in a really yep entertaining way. Yep. Yep. Like, so, it's kind of comical. <laughs> so it's, it's really, really doing a number on him. And then Job saves him, and they carry out the mission, and they light that fucker up. And my closed captioning says, quote... Cornfield moaning. End quote. <laughs> well, the best though—you missed the best part of this whole scene. So I started laughing at the corn beating him up because, <laughs> of course, how can you not laugh at how that? You and not? then Vicky rips off Job's sweater vest. She did. <laughs> yeah, like she—they needed something to put in the thing to light, like the, the Montauk cocktail, cocktail. Yeah, and she, she rips off his sweater vest. <laughs> oh it's my so God. awkward. God. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So they make it back to the car, and they save Job and Sarah. Apparently, the rest of the children could just go fuck themselves, even though they just helped them. They're like, meh. So Burke gets in the car, and he's attacked by one of the weird children. Vicky knocks her out with the car door. End of movie. So Just end of movie. We don't see them going to get to town. Just end of movie. That ended abruptly. Like, did they run out of yeah. film? Was I don't this, know what happened. I feel like this whole thing went from Stephen King... <laughs> To Dom (laughs) Batluck.
1: Yes. Right? Like, it just...
0: Our shop teacher. (laughs) Yeah. Like, did Stephen King just not write the end of this and, like, Dom Batluck found it and was like, I'll just finish this for him? I don't know. I don't know, Because it was, like, a decent, normal, scary movie. So... And then it was ridiculous. So I have some notes on Stephen King. Okay. All right. So Stephen King's version of this is a short story and i read it oh okay and it was really good i would imagine but here's what made it good stephen king does this a lot in his short stories the couple is a married couple who are are having problems and coming to the end of their marriage so there the the there's a lot of tension between them which i think really adds to the depth of the story Mm -hmm. why they decided to go with this young couple, I mean, that's, just because they were hot. that That's happy with each other. Yeah, like, it took so much of the tension out of it. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? And there's no, like, craziness in the Stephen King version. It's like. Well, what happens at the end? I forget. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But I'm going to read a little bit of it just so you can hear how Stephen King writes. Okay? All right. So while he was only beginning to switch from gas to brake, he felt something thump sickeningly along the front and then the back wheels. They were thrown forward as the car braked along the center line, decelerating from 50 to zero along black skid marks. A dog, he said. Tell me it was a dog, Vicky. Her face was pallid, cottage cheese color. A boy, a little boy. He just ran out of the corn and congratulations, Tiger. She fumbled the car door, leaned out, and threw up. Bert sat straight behind the tea birds wheels, hands still gripping it loosely. He was aware of nothing for a long time but the rich, dark smell of fertilizer. Oh, that's a good line. Then he saw that Vicky was gone, and when he looked in the outside mirror, he saw her stumbling clums- clumsily back towards a heaped bundle that looked like a pile of rags. She was ordinarily a graceful woman, but now her grace was gone, robbed. It's manslaughter, he thought. That's what they'll call it. I took my eyes off the road. He turned the ignition off and got out. The wind rustled softly through the growing man-high corn, making a weird sound, almost like respiration. Vicky was standing over the bundle of rags now, and he could hear her sobbing. He was halfway between the car and where she stood, and something caught his eye on the left, a gaudy splash of red among all the green, as bright as barn paint. So that's where he finds the suitcase. So as you can see, it's much more... I can't explain it. It's, like, more dramatic. There's more tension in it. Well, and, and he wrote the way people would react in that situation. Yes. Like, that is how people would react. The yes. way they act in the movie is not how people would react to that situation. Like Like, here, he stopped looking directly into the corn, and he found himself thinking... That it must have been a fantastically good growing season for corn. It grew close together, almost ready to bear. You could plunge into those neat shaded rows and spend a day trying to find your way out again. But the neatness was broken here. Several tall corn stalks had been broken and leaned askew. And what was further back in the shadows, he wondered. That's scary. he he saw what happened. Like he saw the evidence of like what. Yes. So much better. (laughs) So much better, right? Number one, we're not... Like, he's not making stupid decisions like leaving his yeah. wife and going to look for the yeah. suitcase. He just happens to see it. Well, and, I mean, Stephen King didn't write the screenplay, to be clear. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, I was going to make it my why. that <laughs> This is why you don't trust Stephen King's material to just anybody. Right. Because it's been done spectacularly well, but it's been done spectacularly bad. So, I also have... Um... Every Stephen King adaptation ranked. Okay. From worst to best. Ready? Can I can I guess the best? You can. Misery? No. Pet here. I'm only going to do the top like 15. Okay. Stop. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do the top. Here, I'll do the top 20. Number <laughs> okay. 20, Carrie. Carrie was good. The 2013 adaptation. Oh. Number 19, It Chapter 2 number 18 secret window number 17 pet cemetery from 2019 hmm. number 16 children of the corn wow. 15 christine 14 the green mile 13 apt pupil i never saw that i never saw that one Mm-mm. number 12 the mist number 11 dolores claiborne number 10 the running man Mm. number nine 1408 number eight it the new one 2017 mm. number seven stand by me i, oh, forgot, I forgot he wrote that, that. Was that is mm-hmm. so good. number six creep show number five misery, misery
1: number four
0: my favorite of all time the shawshank redemption oh that was good i forgot that was him too number three the dead zone can you guess number two and number one cujo nope which else not in there. Number two is Carrie, the original, 1976. Oh, What's yeah. number one? Uh, Come on. Pat Cemetery the original. The Shining. Oh, The Shining, of course. The Shining. Yeah. So, like, it's been done. He's been done really well, and he's been done really poorly. Because yeah. the, the bottom few, there's 43 of them. The bottom few, there's 42 of them, sorry, are maximum overdrive the mangler graveyard shift riding the bullet sleepwalker silver bullet so be fair though are all those books stellar i mean he had to write a couple bad books i'm sure he wrote a couple bad books but i feel like a bad book for stephen king would still be an amazing movie for like right you can still have good the content the story is probably still good Yeah. yeah yeah so there you go guys don't oh. just trust any motherfucker with this. Stephen King is a national treasure, and we is that need your to. Why? No, all right, Jenny. So I always ask you, does this hold up? But we don't know. I mean, I think for a movie made in that time, for a horror movie made around that time, it's not terrible. I the agree. And the end is kind of bad, but like it's not terrible. And I, I feel like again, I try to imagine the concept of this movie is very scary. Yes. The execution is not what's great. Yeah. The storyline between those two people are not is not they good. Lost it completely on that. To yeah. have them as an older married couple trying to decide if they want to stay together or not would add a lot more tension to the script and invest us in those characters. Yeah, I was not invested in these characters. I'm not invested in them at all. I could give a shit. Yeah. Um so there's that. I think that it could have been, I never thought I would say this, but it could have been a half hour longer and we could have had some more backstory. Yeah. The back I thought story that would have helped. Or like what happened in those three years, like some story around that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there were, there were missteps. Yeah. yeah. Yes, there were. Okay. So at the end of every episode or movie, Jenny and I look back and think of a theme or a lesson or something we took with it. We call it our why it's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. So Jenny, what is your why for this episode? So, again, I didn't see this at the time, but I feel like this was a theme in a lot of movies at that time, and I've seen it other places, and I think that this is why I have an irrational fear of people walking into the road to, Mm. like, stop you or, like, murder you, like, just Mm -hmm. surrounding your car. I have Mm -hmm. an irrational fear of this. It happens in a lot of horror movies. People just step out and stand right in front of the car. Yeah, yep. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been hit by a car? No, thank God. No, me either. That's, it's gotta be terrifying. I've almost been hit by a car, like, in I've a real way. I've almost been hit by but... a car so many times. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you. That's a thing for our generation. That was a thing, getting hit by the car. And I just have, this is why farms, farm equipment, cornfields, they're All just inherently creepy to me. All of it. Barns. I don't know why, but tractors. I'm thinking it's because of this movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and there are, There's a whole genre around, like, farm horror. <laughs> Well, it's funny because one of the terrifying, like, um, well, that's not really farm. Like, one of the terrifying movies recent, like, one of our most terrifying ones, The Ring.
1: Yeah, we, we talk about terrifying.
0: this all the time. Mm-hmm. That original movie was a Japanese movie called Ring You. Yes. And it was set, the house was a tea house. And that wasn't scary. Yet. Like, that, they set it in a New England farmhouse. And I feel yeah. like that, that, like, made it scary for it's us. It's something about the isolation. Yeah. That does it to me. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh Jenny, what are we coming up next? Anything? What do we talk about? Coming up next will be well, there'll be another Love Boat coming up. The Love Boat. Guys, we <laughs> dropped a free preview of our premium content on this feed, The Love Boat. Check it out. See what you think. Like Jenny says, everybody was so horny on that show. It's I, yes. I I'm really enjoying watching that. It's it's kind of funny i like watching it a lot too um all right so love boat coming out we'll have another horror movie on patreon probably child's play if we can find it provided we can find it well because amy puts things in fucking poles and doesn't see if they're no child's play was not in the poll, or it was but it didn't come Mm -hmm. in second you know what did cape fear and i i'm sorry guys cape Fear's too good it's too good i think it's out of our time range too isn't it I don't know, but it's too good. It's so good. I mean, I would love to watch Cape Fear. I mean, anything with Robert De Niro, you know, Mackinac, Juliet Lewis, I don't know. Oh, no, it's, it's... 1991. Mm. I mean, that's really good, though. It's yeah, we're, we're not going to be, be able to really much. make fun of that. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for voting in the poll. We appreciate it. If you want to hear more from us, sign up for our Patreon. You can do that by just going to our website, com. Join our Facebook group, The Mimi Bees, and follow us on Instagram. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.